It came right at me, Sarge. Yes, sir. Thank you. It knew what it was doing. Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello and welcome to I Used to Watch This. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. How's it going, Mike? Very good. How are you doing? All right. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I, I kind of want to get this go as fast as possible because I feel like I have a lot to say. I don't know if, if you're going to. I, you know, I, I was thinking about this, and I'm, I'm just I'm just not sure how to even structure this conversation. <laughs> well, I might be of some help there. Um, okay, good, good. This is really right up your alley, I think. I know. That's why I mean that. Anyway, first of all, uh, anything new or exciting you've been watching at all? Uh, no, I'm just continuing to watch uh, The Last of Us, which I think is an oh, awesome, yeah. awesome little program. So I knew there was something else I had to check out that you said I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. That's all I've. I haven't really seen anything else. Uh, no, so I'm looking for recommendations actually. Okay, have you new. tried shrinking on Apple TV? Do you have Apple? No. Do you have Apple TV? I do have Apple TV. I've never Try used that. it. But okay. <laughs> Shrinking? Shrinking. Shrinking. Yes. Jason Segel, Harrison Ford. It's a good show. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Shrinking. I wasn't so sure about it at first, but I've kind of come around on it. Right. Um, and there was actually there's actually another show on there that we like too. Well, have you seen Ted Lasso? With all that stuff going on about that? You never watched Ted Lasso? Mm-mm. The soccer no. show? No. Oh. You you should you should watch that. Really? And you should watch that with your wife. Really? She would enjoy it, even though it doesn't seem like something you would like because they're talking about soccer or European football. Believe me. Like, I watched it on my own. I didn't even bother talking to my wife about it because I'm like, she's not going to want to watch this. She ended up watch, started watching it because other people recommended it. She like, ended up binging the whole thing. Really? Like the first two seasons. We, yeah. So, yes. I did not realize you'd never even watched that. Yes. Definitely no. watch. Try that out. And, you know, tie your wife down at first if she's reluctant to watch it. Tell her I think she'll enjoy it. Uh, yeah. I just, I just shot her a text and I just said, Mike says we'll like it even though we won't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because, like, it's about soccer. But it's it's so much more than that. Let's All put right. it that way. Okay. All right. Cause it's yeah. Um. Anyway, so for me, what I so I did watch. Uh, I did go down to Florida for a weekend from see our son, and uh, I did watch Nope on the airplane. Did you ever nope. see the movie? Nope. 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 From Jordan Peele, the it's it's also a UFO thing. <laughs> no, no, I didn't see that either. I'd been wanting to see it, and I know it just turned up. I think on Peacock. Uh, but I hadn't gotten around to it yet. And I'm like, well, might as well watch it now. And then I was so mad because the movie had like, we landed and pulled into the gate. And it had like eight minutes left. I'm like, <laughs> you know, then I like, no, I got to finish this. <laughs> Circle the so time. I had that. Luckily, it was like I said, it was on Peacock. So I had to put Peacock on my phone so I could watch the last eight minutes of it at the hotel. Got it. Makes sense. So um, I, I, I did enjoy it, though. I, I, rec- I think it's a good movie, too. Um, I haven't seen any of his other ones, but uh, I like that one. Hmm. And uh, I feel like there was something else. 
Oh, I just started watching. Was it called Devil's Time? Is that what it's called? Devil's Time. Don't Hold know. on a second. I want to make sure I got that right. The Devil's Hour. I don't know what. <laughs> I knew it had something to do with time. <laughs> the Devil's Hour uh, with Peter Capaldi. Um, I don't know what it's about yet. I haven't figured it out. I mean, there's a woman involved, and she has deja vu things. I'm not sure if she's psychic or what kind of weird connection there is. And all right, sure, I don't know. Sure. It's it seems weird and eerie and interesting. So I'm gonna keep going. All right, that's all. Why not? Yes. And that's all I've uh, had and, to watch. And, well, that's good because that kind of, uh, I don't know, gave you a little taste of our program for today. Yeah, maybe a little in bit. A sense. little led up to it a little bit. <laughs> At least Nope did, right? Yeah. Right, so, yes. Right. So, this was my idea. <laughs> I felt bad throwing this out to Mike because I know how much he loves this kind of stuff. I, I don't mind. I don't mind. Like, I don't mind this. Okay. Like this you is don't... almost this is better than like science fiction. Like yeah, like yeah. Star Trek or whatever. Yeah. I mean, although don't get me wrong. Oh, by the way, Star I did Trek. watch the first episode of Picard and I liked it. Um Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh yeah, this is a Project UFO short-lived series from Jack Webb and um or he was part of it at least from 1978. So this came out so I want to give a little background. So one, we picked it because of all those balloon things going on when everyone was talking about. We had like a little mini UFO craze for a short period of time there. So I think it's already passed. Right, right. So maybe we're late, but whatever. Um, I thought this would be interesting to t- kind of tie into that. So with this show for me, so it came out in 78. So the year after Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which I had seen in the movie theater. You were pumped when you saw this. No, I was scared shitless when I saw that movie. Really? It scared the shit out of me. So, set the scene. Like, when that movie came out, when Closing Cars, I was like eight, you know, when that movie came out. I was pretty young. And I, so, and I still vividly remember this. I remember running into the theater, like, we racing each other into the the theater, you know, because we were little kids. Let's see who gets there first. I bailed in the parking lot and scraped the shit out of my knee. Like nice. I, I'm pretty sure I saw a bone. It's good. good I still have a scar to this day of it. <laughs> Mar- oh wow, really? So that's how bad it was. It probably should have been seen by some sort of medical professional. <laughs> but this was the '70s. But you, but you, but, you, but yeah, you go in and you finish the damn movie before you. Right? No, even put we a literally on got it. a bunch of napkins. My stepdad yeah. wet him down, and we held him on my knee like the whole movie, basically. Right. It'll clot eventually. Ate popcorn with the other hand, so I right. didn't get blood in the popcorn, and it was all fine. Good. But I do remember, like, the scenes when you'd see the ship. I didn't, like, I just remember having this weird feeling in the pit of my stomach, and I didn't realize it was, like, excessive fear. I thought it was, like, from blood loss or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> could Could have been. It could have been. It could have gone either way. So I, but I remember again after that movie, being in my room, you know, uh, freaked out, looking out the window of my room, to the uh, if you look to the southeast from my bedroom is was O'Hare Airport or still is right. O'Hare Airport and like seeing all the airplanes like the lights and I never noticed them before. I'm like, what's going on over there? Oh yeah, and they used to line up over our neighborhood. Like right, they used to. Exactly. They would line up to land over, like, right over our town. 
Right. So that would freak that freaked me out. Then this show came out, and I got the same feeling in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, oh, I'm just scared. <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> oh, I've identified a new emotion. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Terror. It's all part. It's all part of growing up. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyway, so this show, even though I don't really remember much about it, it had a, a huge impact on me in that way. I never watched it again. Like I didn't go like searching the show out, but I have never forgotten about it. I've n- I'd never heard of it. I didn't know really? it existed. No. Yeah. This is like well, see, this is news like, to me. Yeah, and see that's the deal. My my stepdad was kind of into some of this stuff. Um I mean, I don't remember him ever saying like, "Oh, UFOs are real" or anything like that. But was I he, do know was like he, an he would alien take or? Yeah, right. He would take me to these movies, right? So like Star Trek and Close Encounters and this show was on, you know. So he was into that stuff. I remember he actually Remember they had this book called Chariots of the Gods. It's like a <laughs> whacked out book where like we descended from aliens. Like that's how Neanderthals went to humans because it's like a inbreeding program. I'm like, okay. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. If you guys if you're the author of that book, if I got it wrong, I'm sorry. But that was something along those lines. Hmm. Anyway, so that's why I watched a lot of this stuff growing up, including this show. Yeah. And I will say, to, at least to me, this show, at least this episode, held up better than I thought. I really thought this was going to be super cringy and whatever, but it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it. We haven't even talked about what it is yet. <laughs> do we not? Okay, <laughs> no. So we should probably do that. So it's <laughs> Project UFO. And I think this episode is the Washington, D.C. incident. Yes, it's the uh, first episode based off the Project Blue Book file, files. Yeah, yes, which apparently is a real-life real, real life UFO investigation program that ran from yep. 1952 to 1969. Right. And this, Not, you know, this not is sure why typical, it closed down after that, but... Yeah, right. They're like, yeah, we're done. Um, <laughs> typical Jack Webb stuff, like he likes... He liked to do stuff ba- like Dragnet, you know, that was based off of real stories. Yeah. Emergency kind of had a real element to it. The right. Same thing with this, you know. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, Project UFO, like that name sounds familiar, but that show didn't ring yeah. a bell to me at all. But, yeah, um, yeah what, how, how do we even start this, Mike? Uh, well, first we got to go into it. There's an uh, intro with Jack Webb talking about different things throughout history that possibly are UFOs, even though they're talking about ancient times when like oh, right. everything was unknown to them. <laughs> right? We're seeing drawings of drawings of everything. Yeah, Ezekiel saw the wheel. This is the wheel he saw. Well, I mean, that's what someone drew now based on what he might have seen then. Right. Um, but then it goes, yeah, it just kind of goes into it, right? So it's like, these are the stories of the Project Blue Book, blah, 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 blah. Then it goes, boom, Eastern Kentucky. And then this was one thing that did kind of get to me was Jack Webb. Every time there was a new location, he's like, Eastern Kentucky, 1940, whatever, or whatever year. Did he say the year? He said the time it, and the date. He would say the time and the day, but not in yeah. like, it would be like not in military year. fashion. you know? Right. And like, all these, like I said, were based off of real ones. So, like, these are based off of real stories in some ways. Obviously, embellished and all that kind of good stuff. Sure, sure. But we do start off right away with, 
it's almost like a mutual of Omaha thing back in the day, right? Because we're seeing all these animals. They're all like looking weird and making weird noises at the cameras. You don't know what's going on. And then you see mom and pa come out of the house and the farm. And then we see something like streak across the sky, basically. Right. 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 That's it. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, yeah. this is like Nope that I just watched. And then it takes off straight up. And, and so initially it raised a question for me that animals are always restless around like paranormal activity or UFOs and things like that. They, or earthquakes. Or, yeah, they've, they've got a gift that we, yeah, we don't they, possess. Yeah, they know when something's up. Yeah. Um, so then we move on to Virginia. I think it's the same day, right? Um, well, I thought it was – no, then we go to Seattle. Seattle? Did I yeah, miss something? Yeah, we skipped Seattle. Where, Where's um, Seattle? There's a uh, light in the sky during a storm where this trucker like pulled over to light a smoke or something. I thought that was – oh, sorry. I thought that was Charleston, West Virginia. Um, I don't know. I wrote down I, Charleston. Yeah, I wrote but, okay, Seattle. same thing. Yes, I did skip Whatever. this. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So this dude's smoking something, and then he <laughs> sees this, this light come at him. And then it like shakes his truck, and I mean, I think he overreacted to it. If you ask me, <laughs> he ends up checking himself into a hospital. But uh, well, yeah, but then later we see we're like he's like I woke up here. I'm like, well, wait, that's not what I was told. I was told <laughs> right. That's not how the story went. There's but another. There's like another hole. There's another right. hole in his story too that I'll, I'll <laughs> right. talk about later. But so I did like how. Uh, it's pouring rain. You can't see. It's dark as dark out there. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to pull over here and light up a smoke. I'm, right. I'm sure no one's going to come around the corner and just take this me is, out. This is safe. <laughs> this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Then we move on to Virginia, right? Then, then we then do. Then we see yes. like uh, a big house. We see like this light coming up from behind there. And then we see the Bible. And we see the lady grab the Bible and right, go outside. Right. And then, like, an alien craft kind of almost lands, right? Like, a little beam of light comes out of it. It was like the greatest American hero UFO. That's <laughs> right. What like. Right. We were waiting for them to give her a super suit. Um, right. But she did not. Um, then we find out later what happens. But I did think, like, like, you know, if you pull your Bible out, right, you're, you know, you're, you're that into the Bible that you have it next to your bed. You see something like that, you might be like, Whoop, toss that sucker. <laughs> Set that back down. <laughs> uh. I'm just kidding. Um, and then we get to our first commercial for <laughs> – so the the version that Mike and I watched, this – oh, by the – I should mention because these guys, they put stuff up. Do you have the actual name of it? Because they're uh, like a real thing. Do you, did you write that down? It's, it's like a, the Museum the, of Chicago Television or something like yes, that, Yes, right? something like that. Chicago Television – Something museum, museum, but they have a bunch of stuff that they have up on YouTube. Um, and like fuzzy TV memories is like one of the things that shows up on the thing, too. Uh, so I'm not sure who grabbed it, but this is like, like Mike, we we were talking, this is like someone just recorded the show, including the commercials, and just posted the whole thing. So it has the actual commercials, which is pretty great. This first one did catch the first, I think the first one was like dentine, right? Dentine gum. Like this thing, I I click the link and it's playing. So I'm, I'm oh, uh, but, I'm trying to find the the channel. But then, the Museum of Chicago of Classic Chicago Television. Okay, Museum. Of, yeah. So anyway, check them out on YouTube. They got a lot of cool stuff. Um, but the, but then there was one for Nesty, 
They're like, taste the wetness. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know if that would it's make only, it past it, set, uh, sensors right now. It's only on cable now. But. Yeah. But I thought that was in it. I remember Nesty. Um, I think it's yeah. still probably around. But I don't remember taste the wetness. Oh, no. Taste the taste of wetness. That's what it was. <laughs> taste, taste the wetness. Taste the taste of wetness. Can you okay. imagine you're the campaign guy that came up with that? Yeah, right? You made millions. All right, All right. So then we shoot over to Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Right, right. And, and we uh, meet our two uh, our two dudes that are part of Project Blue Book, right? Right, right. And I never named them. I never like put names to them in here. I'm just like the military guys. That's all. They are. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. One of them gets changed over in the second season. Okay. Um, it becomes the guy who played. Uh, Colonel Flag and uh, Mash. Mash. Okay. Remember that guy? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So that yeah. So we go to Wright Wright Patterson Air Force Base. They pull up and they're they're going in. They go into this secret room. Maybe not secret, but they go to Project Blue Book room. And it's a has a label on the wall or a sign. And then there's a map, and they're talking about the UFO sightings, and there's they like all seem to like these like push pins in the map all seem to like converge in this one area. So they're like, this, this must be where the sightings are. <laughs> they're looking for the pattern, I guess. Right. Is yeah, that the right, whole deal? Right. Yeah. And then, uh, Olivia comes in just as the phone rings. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. She picks it up and basically, you know, another report. Some lady said a UFO landed in her front yard. So, they uh, they got they got a case here or something. Yeah, something's going on, right? All right. Um. Then uh, after she gets off the phone, well, actually, yeah, because the cops call. Yeah, after the, then we go to like a radar site in Washington D.C., like an right. aviation radar site. Um. Well, I think a military and an aviation. So they're just kind of sitting there. <clears throat> this is, uh, excuse me, where we see, um, what's his name? The cook from uh, pro- uh, Emergency. He was one of the air traffic controller guys. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> of course, <laughs> there's I didn't someone even that. There's someone even better in this show that is, like, so perfect. It just, you're just going to have to wait for it. So, anyway, he's like, hey, there's... Uh, you know, the other guy's like, hey, there's some traffic out here. I thought there shouldn't be anyone for like 20 minutes. He's like, no, someone should be out here in our sector for this time. We got a, you know, whatever. I got a clip of it, but they're, you know, concerned about this air traffic that they're seeing that they uh, shouldn't be seeing. You got something? I thought you said we'd have no traffic for another 20 minutes. I did. I'll say it again. Air Atlantic 52 from Kansas City, ETA, our control zone 0622. ETA's now 18 minutes. Must have caught a monster of a tailwind. If he did, he lost it somewhere. It's moving slower now. I make him just under 200 miles an hour. Uh, it's too slow for a 727. That can't be our commercial. Probably some cowboy coming back from a party. Didn't file a flight plan. Asshole. Renegade but cowboy. It, but the guy's not... You know, the other air traffic controller is like, no, I don't think so. Something's weird here. So he calls his boss, says, hey, I'm tracking somebody over there. So then they 
call that flight and say, hey, where are you? Are you, you know, here? You know, they're like, no, we're, this is where we're at. We're still, ETA is blah, 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 blah. And um, they, hey, do you see anything? They're like, no, I don't see anything out there. And then they figure out, like, because they guess in the one radar scope, they didn't know the altitude. So they figured out 6,000 feet. So they're like, they don't tell them. They're like, hey, why don't you start your descent now? You know, they're going to bring him down to 20,000 feet. And then look at your 10 o'clock position to see if you see anything. And they're like, and then, but they don't tell them that. They just tell them to descend. And they're even like, isn't this a little early for our descent? Like, go ahead and do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And then they start getting into some turbulence and they're kind of pissy. They're like, hey, you guys didn't tell us about this. And then they see the UFO. And they're like, it's a bright football. And then now they're like, hey, do you want us to get closer? Right, right. And like, no, thinking, no, you've got passengers, you know. Right. And then I'm thinking they shouldn't even be asking that. <laughs> That's Yeah, right. It should be against their rules to go uh, sightseeing or joyriding, basically, with passengers on board. Right. And then, um, so what happens? Some military guy comes in the office, right? And he's like, yeah, there's, you know, we don't have anything out there or whatever. So they don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden, they, the other guy says, hey, the object just shot up at 1,000 miles per hour. Now it's just hanging there. Right. So then they decide it's time to scramble some jets. Right, right. And the official scramble light goes off. Right, and it says scramble. It does. And there's Which, sirens. And, yeah. Uh, we're at Andrews Air Force Base. And a Jack, couple of jets Jack Webb are. tells us that. Yeah, a couple of jets getting ready to uh, to take off. And they take off side by side, and as I mean, things seem to be going well, right? And but then one of the two jets gets some kind of like failure on his uh, like control panel or whatever, some hydraulic. It was a hydraulic failure. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, "I'm going to bail. I'm going to go back." Um, so the other guy's like, "All right, you know, I'm going to I'm going to stay on this thing." So he keeps going, and. Um, he, I guess he picks it up on radar, or somebody picks it up on radar. I don't know. If yeah, he gets he gets a radar lock on it. He says. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so then, but it disappears from like the ground base radar. But he's like, no, I still got a lock on this thing. They're like, it's almost an argument. They're like, no, it's not there anymore. He's like, no, I'm telling you, it's here. You know. Oh, and by the way, we do see before this all happens when they first take off, we do see some construction workers just kind of watching them take off. Yeah, which was kind of odd. I, you know, I didn't put it together, but they were watching, and um, then he he like he's flying towards it. It looks like he flew into it. I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened. But it like did they, look like the, a balloon at one point. I'm like, oh shit, it is a balloon. It, it, yeah, right. But the uh, the canopy, the top of the plane, like ejects by itself somehow, and then um, then the next thing you know, you just see him plummeting. Or the plane, the jet, plummeting straight down, and uh, explodes. And the construction guys basically watch all this happen. Yeah, they just see him like crash to the ground, and they're like totally expressionless. They're like, "Huh, eh. I guess someone just died." That, that happens a lot around um, here. Yeah, <laughs> we always see these military jets crashing. Um, I will say I did look up, and when I was looking at the uh, Wikipedia page for this show, it did you know link to the uh, particular events that 
inspired this episode. And it did say that they were talking about one that happened in the 50s where an aircraft was chasing something. And they think it might have been actually a Navy reconnaissance balloon that they didn't know about that was top secret. And I'm laughing not because of that, because the pilot did die because of it, doing almost the same thing. But just because of what's been going on here, that it was actually a balloon (laughs) that it actually was. Yeah, right. They didn't know about. So anyway, just interesting. Weird. It is weird. Weird stuff. And you know what? uh, You're right. You're right. It wasn't Seattle. It was because now now my notes say Charleston. Uh, yeah, where the trucker. You might have you might have seen the W and just thought it said Washington instead of West Virginia. Yeah, you know, like know. looking really quick, trying to like me, trying to write, take notes right. as you're watching it at the same time. It's not yeah. always easy. Um, so yeah, so now we go back to Charleston, right? Yep. And the guy is oh he, he he's this is the guy in the hospital. He's describing what happened. Yeah. Right. He's talking about his car shaking all over the place. And like this is where he says, and I just woke up here. I actually have a clip, a part of it, because I do want to talk about it. But, you know, he basically says the thing comes at him. Right. And shook his car, and he just ended up in the hospital. But here's a, I want to play a clip of some of it, too. Hold on. I'm having trouble fighting it. Oh, here it is. Mr. Burke, is there a possibility that your truck was hit by lightning? Lightning? Come on, I've seen lightning hit trees, houses, maybe a hundred times. I mean, it's zap and done. No, sir, this thing came right at me like it had a mind of its own. Harry, we'll see you here. It came right at me, Sarge. Yes, sir. Thank you. It knew what it was doing. So, yeah, they're trying to get him to say it was lightning because it was a thunderstorm. But, dude, he saw lightning strike hundreds of times. Right. I, I've i never seen lightning strike. <laughs> like hit things, literally? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but he's out in the wheel. You know, he's a truck driver. He's out in the middle of nowhere sometimes. I guess. All right. What? All right. So, um, Oh, and that guy looked familiar, but I just looked him up, and he is in, like, every episode, every TV show. Every episode. In, like, the early 70s to, like, mid-80s. Like, he does, like, one episode of everything, so that's why. I like the way he talks. And a ton of stuff, yeah. It's almost Um, like, um, what's that Christmas movie where uh, with George... uh, God damn! What's the name of that movie? You talking about uh, "It's a Wonderful Life"? Yeah, it's one of, that's what he kind of sounds like. <laughs> I don't it know. Came right at me, that. Sarge. It knew what it was doing. I don't know. It's kind His of that name old is, time was Hoke Hoke Howell. Hoke Howell. He was in another forty-eight hours too. Really? Yeah. Hmm. The second one. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But there was there was something that he was in that I saw and I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I do remember him from that, but now I can't remember what it was. But he was yeah. Knott's Landing, the Fall Guy, he was in the Fall Guy, Crazy Like a Fox, oh, Remington wow. Steel, Scarecrow is King, Happy Days. I wonder Quincy. if he talked like that in all of them. Probably did. Fantasy Island. Project UFO. Dukes of Hazard. You do a podcast. That on makes him. sense. Like Right. 
Yeah. McCloud. Oh, and by the way, <clears throat> not to give anything away, but he was in an episode of McCloud along with who we haven't met yet, the wife of the pilot who died in this episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he had, yeah. So, anyway, that's it. All right. So then I guess what? We cut to the wreckage of the plane. And unless I yeah. skip something. Doesn't like yeah. the one of the Air, Air Force guys. So before we leave the hospital, right? Yeah, because they're talking about the air accident. They find out about it, right? Doesn't he make a crack about, wow, it must have made a huge crater basically, right? Because of how it went so straight in the ground. I'm yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. You're also Air Force. Right. <laughs> it's one of your people. Right, because Project Blue, yeah, it was an Air Force. And it did, and it made a huge crater. And it was a huge crater, which, yes, true, but geez. Oh, yeah, he says it must have made a real tall hole, which doesn't make sense when you think about it. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so we ended up back at Andrews, and they flew themselves there in some, like, military jet, I guess. I didn't realize that you could just do that, but I guess that makes sense. And the but other they, guy is there that broke off, the hydraulics guy. He's like, he's like, hey, I, I, hey, I had a hydraulics problem. I had to leave. I had to bug out. Why they didn't shoot or shoot another airplane? Send another airplane up there. I'm not sure, but whatever. Right, right. But the whole the whole deal is they can't find the canopy, so they're like, you know, plane crashed here. Canopy's nowhere in sight. The guy didn't eject. He's still strapped into a seat. So they're theorizing that you know, the canopy came off early high in the sky right so. and that could have caused you know they don't say it but hypoxia right yeah <clears throat> can't be unconscious yeah crash right yeah. so then they what they're heading in a car they're going over records of the pilot not much really to say and then they get a phone patch over the radio they said hey they found I the canopy that. I love yeah. when they get phone patches in like the 70s and 80s right we got a call for you here we're gonna patch it through <laughs> And it's crystal uh, clear. <laughs> well, I, I will say, when I started working, well, I never said, where I work now, we did something very similar in the early days because it was some really old-ass technology that we had when I first got there. Yeah. <laughs> it was essentially the same idea. Um, anyway, uh, so they find the canopy, and they're running some tests, but it's going to take a day or two to get some anything. So they're, you know. They're like, okay. And then I didn't understand this at all. So the one guy, the guy in charge, I guess, major or whatever, says something, you know, that they can't get anything within a day. And then the other guy makes a joke about, you know, hey, you can, why don't you retire? You can open a live bait store in Death Valley. Don't understand what he was talking about at all. I don't either. I was trying to figure it out. I don't know. With death, I don't really know much about Death Valley. Like, well, there's, it... I mean, it's 130 degrees and there's no water. Well, I get then... that, but I don't okay. understand why he said it. Like, what did he say <laughs> that caused him to say that? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, what? it wasn't funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was, it wasn't. It's kind of stupid, stupid. And timing. the other guy seemed kind of irritated by it, which makes sense. Yeah. So now this is where they head over to the pilot's wife's house. And this is where we have a little serendipity, kind of. So the pilot's wife, I'm looking at her, I'm like, man, she looks freaking familiar. But I can't place her. 
I don't know if you had that feeling. Probably not, because you don't seem to get that a lot. No. I, in fact, I, I looked at her, and I thought, I don't think I've ever seen this person before in my life. Oh, you did. I'm sure I her have. Her name is Ange Sheedin, Sheedin, Shedin, S-C-H-E-D-E-E-N. She was on a show that we have done one episode of. One However, episode. years later, so she was a little older. Wise guy. That episode is Alf. She was oh, wow. the mom from Alf. Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. Like when I first saw her, I didn't get it. It was later at the end of the that episode is... when her hair is like in a head wrap. That's you've when got she some really kind of, looked familiar. You've got some kind of sick gift. For <laughs> I didn't know who people. she was. I had to look it up. I like, just knew I knew her. Oh, you know what I mean? oh, let me see this picture of someone from 1978, <laughs> and I will identify which show they were in. I, you know, but I didn't. Thirty identify. years later, <laughs> I just knew that she was in something, and wow. I couldn't place it. All right. So she did a lot of stuff back in the 70s. I didn't realize she was like seven episodes of Emergency, and I think I might know who she was in Emergency because there was one. Um, I mean, she was a couple different people on the show. I guess, but there was like one episode I remember with a, a um, whatchamacallit, a nurse. Oh, she was uncredited. And, you know, she had like red hair and everything. And uh, they kind of made a big deal out of her. I'm like, I wonder if that was her, but I don't know. Probably won't be able to figure that out, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, I digress. So, yeah, she was also in an alien show later, much later. Interesting. Oh wow! So they want to ask, yes, yeah. So they want to ask her how her husband felt that day. <laughs> She's fucking pissed. Granted, it is like the day after he died in a horrible plane crash. <laughs> right. Like she just found out like that morning. I think like the <laughs> the, the other the other military people came over to tell her, and they're like, "Hey, we're just here to find out about his state of mind. Like, was he is, was he a little right. wacky? Was he loopy know? that day? Was he talking about aliens or anything? Did he have any weird dreams that night?" Right. Um, so she's pissed. She's like, I know you guys are hiding something. And they're like, typical, um, not all characters, but some characters in Jack Webb shows, totally emotionless, like robots, right? They, you yeah. know, because they're military, they can't have any emotion. That's how, you That's know. That's right. And, they're trained. Uh, <laughs> I even said, I'm like, maybe they were aliens. And that's kind of like the end of the scene. They just kind of like leave. Rightfully so, because maybe they should have given her like a couple of days to kind of. They do this. They do this thing. Get a couple her shit times. together. Two things I notice in this show, like when something like that happens and it's uncomfortable and no one knows what to say, no one says anything. And it's just like <laughs> quiet, and then it cuts to the next scene. Right. Exactly. They like don't. They don't even know how to get out of the scene because they're so uncomfortable. <laughs> no, right. They just look at each other and they just wait for the camera to cut away. <laughs> and then the other thing I notice uh, is when they don't know the answer to something. It's happened a minimum of three times during this episode. They'll say, I don't know. You tell me. Like, <laughs> three times that happened. Like, these are military that's like, a, that's like a typical Costanza trick, right? I don't yeah. know. Why don't you tell me what you think of this? You know? Yeah, exactly. But it's like, wow, that oh, must man. be, I don't know, some kind of, like, uh, mental. Poor writing. Or really something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's just what do we say. Writing. What do we say here? I don't know. Say you tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Right? 
Well, I don't know what to write for the end of the scene. Hey, why don't we just write? I don't know. <laughs> you tell there me. You Wait, don't write anything. We'll just cut to another scene. <laughs> yeah, we'll just literally cut it right here. We'll just have him standing there. Uh, <laughs> so then we go to like a, you know, see a scientist guy. He, we know he's a scientist because he's got a white coat on. And he's got the canopy and it's marked off with some paint or whatever. Excuse me. Um, whatever. And basically it says, yes, the canopy did open or came open in some way. They're like, it failed in some way, but they don't know how. <laughs> right, right, right. So well, it was found four miles from the crash. Right. So they know it so, opened, but yeah. they just don't know how or why. They think it was damaged, but they don't know. It could have been. They're not sure. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> right, right. That's yeah. That's what it boiled down to. Did it? Did it, did it happen at sixty thousand feet? You tell me. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Then we get to see a commercial for CW Post Cereal, which I don't remember, and Shake and Bake, which I do remember. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to North Central Virginia. This is the lady who uh, brought the Bible out to speak to the alien. And I got to say, she was pretty chill about the UFO being in her front yard. She was having a very zen moment about it. Like, she, yeah. like this was... This was going to be like her whole persona now. I think that was it. She's like, I am a, a, a way, uh, like a gateway to humanity. You can just come and talk to me whenever you want. Right. By she, the way, this woman, I didn't really recognize her, but I knew she had to be somebody. <clears throat> she was on almost 3,400 episodes of Days of Our Lives. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> That I mean, I don't know what her run was because it just shows the run of this series. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is that like every episode? I don't know how many episodes. That's a lot. It? That is a lot of episodes. Yeah, that's just nuts. I mean, I know there's like a million episodes. So let's see. Hold on, sixty-five, sixty-six, seven, sixty-eight, twenty-nine, seventy-seven. You do you do math now? No, I'm just looking to see. I don't know, man. It says like every fucking year from '65 to 2007, she was in at least one episode. All right, so That's I, I don't want to, I don't want to get deep into religion here, but she did have the Bible. Yes. And she walked out and saw the UFO, and it seems to me there's some kind of Scientology ties here that could be uncovered. Something weird. Yeah, thing, I don't know. You know. But she so she talks about the yeah. Bible. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, did she give the alien the Bible? Yeah, maybe. Um, so <laughs> somehow she knows about the plane crash. So she says, well, that pilot must not have been friendly. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been shot down. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And it's like, clearly his fault. Right. How do you know he was shot down? Well, I just assume, you know. And then she just describes how there was no sound. She was just drawn to the window. I'm going like to guess animals. by the bright light because it was like yeah. daylight yeah, out like, there. Was, yeah, exactly. I mean, that would have woken me up. But why go outside? I would not yeah. go outside. I'll be honest. I would look out the window for sure. Yeah, yeah. I look out I the window. I, I don't know if I go outside. I've seen too many movies. Um, it, it usually doesn't did, end did well. Did you see? I remember going with people to go see Fire in the Sky. Did you go with us? Was Were you one of the people I don't that rem- was there? I, I don't, don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. That was that. the alien one with uh, James Garner as the sheriff trying to figure out if these guys really were abducted by aliens or one guy I was. I don't think I saw that. Oh, wait. 
Does that was this like, yeah, this I kind of like does. in the 90s, man. This is was this like based ago. on a true story? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of remember that. There. I think you might have been there. Anyway, I'm almost positive you were. So, yeah, no, I think I was. So she says, so they, they, she starts describing it. And we see the thing come down. Then like the blue light comes down and all of a sudden that turns into like a shaft that like opens up. And then we see two things. Like we see like a little robot thing come on to kind of come out of there. But then we also see like a drill, like a laser drill, like it's drilling into the ground to take samples. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, you it didn't looked see like that? It, it, to me, it looked like there were ducks on the bottom of it. I don't know why. It just looked ducks. like a bunch of like a bunch of ducks. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But but yeah, I did but see the robot guy the, come out. Yeah, the robot guy comes out. We don't see a good view of him. We kind of see like a silhouette of him and he's like Right. Got these, I don't know, hands things like claws, right? Yeah. They're almost like uh, like like a pair of pliers on each right hand, and then like know? these lasers go or whatever goes across them, right? And she just says something like, "No, I'm not afraid," or something like that, right? And thank you, or something. Like that. And she's like, "Well, you know, they ask her about it, and she's like, well, they, they, they he didn't speak. I just knew what he was saying, so right." right. Which is typical UFO stuff, right? That they always say that. Like, they didn't speak. They didn't have mouths. They, we, but, but I knew. They were in my brain. But the robot, like, literally, like, rolled up to her, did, like, right. a laser show. Right. And then she said, you know, no, I'm not scared. And then, he, so he was like, that's cool, and goes back, and they leave. Yeah. Well, like, no, they go, They do take a sample. Of the, the, oh, is that or, the drill? Is it the, 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 the drilling? No, but did they I, leave a mark? Oh no, the aliens! I thought I thought you were talking about them, the the, the military. No, 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 the aliens. Just like, yeah, no, they, that's all they did. Okay. It's kind of like you know the national parks. You're supposed to leave no trace. That's the same thing that the aliens right, follow. Okay. Leave no trace. That's true. So they yeah. So then the military guys, you know, she goes inside to get some tea. Probably I don't know. Maybe the phone rang. Tea. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, the phone rang. They're like. <laughs> 40 yards away from the front door, and she hears the phone ring. Hey, phones back then were freaking louder than shit. You remember those things. You could turn that sucker up. (laughs) It was. They could be so loud when you turned them up. It was funny. That's true. That's true. Um, So, yeah. So, the one guy asked the other guy, he's like, hey, do you believe her? You know, he's like, oh, I don't know. But here, I I got a clip here. Oh, this is great. If I got the right one. But, you know, if you play this clip, I just want to note that while the guy asked him that, while he's answering, the other guy walks away. <laughs> and this guy just keeps going. <laughs> to go take a sample, yeah. Do you believe her? I don't know what to believe, Harry. Now Harry walks I don't away. Know what other people see. You hear that goddamn I don't know phone what that ringing? I saw on his radar that people on the ground didn't see. Or what he saw in the air that made him fly at it. Or what happened to him because he saw it and the rest of us didn't. You know, I'm coming to one real conclusion about this job. What's that? We got more unanswered questions than a Senate subcommittee. Boom, boom, Yeah, but it was kind of funny. I don't know what this guy saw, or that guy saw, or this guy saw, what they think or what they do. I'm like, what is your point? There? <laughs> like, what is your wait, job? Did, sorry, did you say something? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, were you still talking? Sorry, <laughs> I was digging. <laughs> right. It's a rhetorical question, actually. Yeah. But <laughs> but I just wrote down here in my notes. So they go to take a sample. And the guy asks, you know, do you believe her? He's like, I don't know. Then he monologues because that's basically what it's it totally, like a little yeah. mini monologue. 
it was like exactly. condensing the whole episode down into like uh you know a few bite-sized samples right it was um, probably like after a commercial and they wanted to make sure everyone was <laughs> caught up no it wasn't we didn't have a commercial remember we have all the commercials no, here no i know i know it wasn't <laughs> i know i know you're kidding then they, you could so hear they that go, phone i know that phone did you, was did you hear it at the beginning of that clip like, yeah damn uh, so they're going uh, – oh, they go talk to the construction guys and the weather people. That's where they want to go, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't – we don't see them talk to construction guys yet because they go to the office and the wife is there, and she, the pilot's wife, and she's pissed because it's going to be a closed casket. He's like, uh, lady, this guy – Dove into the ground at like a thousand miles an hour. You don't want to. Yeah. There's not much to see. Left to see. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "You don't want to." And then he finally gets her to leave. And he said, "Oh." Then she says that a reporter talked to her and said aliens could have snatched him. <laughs> and she knows right. about the lady in Virginia. And he's like, "Oh shit, this is all I need." And he's like, "Hey, this reporter is using you, trying to get a story." Blah 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 blah. And they go on. He's like, "Hang on to your husband's memory." He's like, I think yeah, something t- happened in the airplane. She's like, well, how? Like, well, it's still the machine, you know, whatever. Right. He's like, don't muck it up with all this like crazy alien talk or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then he gets summoned to go to the Pentagon. That can't be good. No, no. That's like, yeah. So they go to the Pentagon. I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be secure. <laughs> like. He's like at one point there's like a mirror and he has to put his like ID through this little slot and then they open the door for him. And then I did like how the guy like the I don't know who he, a staff no. He was a staff the other guy was a staff sergeant. I don't know. There was someone else that um, they had to bring him in. He's like stand behind me and he like punches on a keypad that's like literally just taken off a phone. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. And then the, yeah, and they show exactly the numbers he pushes, which <laughs> oh, did they? Real, I didn't even. I didn't, wasn't even paying oh, that yeah. close attention. I didn't, couldn't take my eyes away from the telephone keypad. Yeah. Um. So then, there's a general in there. He's like, "Hey, what the hell's going on?" He's like, "I don't know." He's like, "Well, do you have an opinion?" <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> yeah, you tell me. <laughs> um, but, but, I don't but, have. I mean, basically, he's like, you know, is this a threat? Can you say that this is not a threat to national security? He's like, no. <laughs> like, like the guy doesn't know anything, you know. He doesn't know one way or the other. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah, because he's like, you know, we got through. You know, we brought up the planes. We raised their security levels or whatever. He's like, you know, he wants to know if it's a reconnaissance mission. He's like, fuck if I know. But I here I got a little right. clip of it because I I did like how it ended because I thought this was almost exactly like what you're talking about. I know there was one object sighted. There were no prior sightings here in the Washington area. One UFO could mean a reconnaissance mission. The next question would be reconnaissance of what? When this was first reported, we upgraded some of our air defense units to a high state of readiness. I ask you now, Major Gatlin, in your view, does this UFO sighting pose a threat to our national security? Until we investigate further, I cannot say that it does not. <laughs> I cannot say that it does not. I just found that so funny. I'm like, whoa. What does that mean? Wait, hold on. Let me just dissect those words yeah. because I gotta say, figure out a couple if you're negatives in yes there. No. Right. <laughs> and it's like, wow, I don't want to be put on the spot for giving you a direct answer, so I am gonna say the most <laughs> ambiguous thing I can right. come up with and just leave. 
Oh man. So then basically, right? The the general that's there running the thing, he asked the other guys around, he's like, Hey, any other suggestions? And they just all look at him like, uh yeah, and then right. he basically starts talking right to the camera almost, right? Yeah. He's not supposed yeah. like he's supposed to be talking to the other chiefs of staff or whatever they are there. And he's like, Okay, we're gonna go on condition you know, standby condition. We're gonna go to DEFCON three, you know, we're gonna be ready, you know, a whole bunch of Stuff's going to happen. Right, right. And then we get a commercial for Cascade sheeting action. I remember the sheeting action. You remember the sheeting action, Cascade, where you don't get spots? Does that, did that and ever a promo go f- or do we slide And that? a promo for the show Quark, which I think was a short-lived comedy yeah. sci-fi oh. show. Hmm. And then uh, we go to the construction guys. Oh yeah, where they they explain what they witnessed, right? So ba- basically, it, it sounds like they didn't have some like New York guys, you know? Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. But these guys but basically, they, they just saw. They said it looked like the guy was like in a dogfight, but there was nothing else up there with him. But he was doing like acrobats, you know, just like flipping around and you know doing what you do in a dogfight, like maneuvering. Yeah. But there was no one there, right? Right. That they saw from the ground when this guy was supposedly how many thousands of feet up in the air anyway? Yeah, right. Going how fast? I don't know. So. Yeah, I I don't know how you know I don't know how you would see all that stuff. Right. Um. And but then, then this th- then they try to wrap it all up here, right? I mean, no, nah, not quite yet. So. So I will say he gets a call, I think, at this point from meteorology or whatever. And <laughs> they mention the skew T log P shows that, that there was a a well of an inversion that was in the area. And I and some thunderstorms. And I'm just gonna tell you I found that funny just because they had to throw that out there. So skew T log P is something that is used in meteorology. It's basically when you get the data from the weather balloons that they send up. It's like a plot of like the temperature and dew point, and it's on a logarithmic uh, plotted chart, so you can see like the uh, the temperature dynamics of the atmosphere, basically, right? And you can use it for a whole bunch of different things. Okay. But they like this is their big deal. It's a there's an inversion, meaning it gets warmer. Like usually, how their atmosphere gets cooler as it goes up. This is Mister Wizard time. Cool <laughs> air gets you gets colder as you go up. But if there's an inversion, there's an area where it's warmer for whatever reason. And they're like, oh, it's a super rare event. I'm like, no, that happens quite a bit, actually. Um, but, you know, that that's going to be the thing that they're going to lock on at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you said that that happens quite a bit because as they try to kind of walk through this and explain this, you know, I'm thinking this is the condition has had to have happened hundreds of times. I mean, if not more. And I am not going to attempt to explain. I'm going to let you walk through like what they are saying happened because you, you probably know it better than I do. All right. So what they're saying. So they go to the the radar site and he's like, oh, we got our skew T log P's charts too. And like the way he says it, you could tell like he had practiced that many times, like how exactly to say it to make sure he says it right. Right. And, you know, they're saying that, hey, hit that inversion. There's something – the. Like the radar signal basically hit the inversion, skipped off of it, 
reflected to the ground, picked up something, and showed it back. That can you can get weird things like that. Um, so I'm actually looking it up right now. I want to see something to make sure I get it right. Um, yeah, so there's like on weather radar sites, you'll see them sometimes. It's called anomalous propagation. It'll look like, especially at night, like if you look at certain radars, it'll look like there's big blobs like all near the radar sites because basically it's hitting and being refracted back down to the ground and it sees the ground instead of actually seeing whatever. And this happens when there are inversions. And again, these aren't that rare that they actually happen, but it can potentially bend signals depending on the frequency, angle, all that kind of good stuff, just like any other kind of stuff like that. So they're saying, hey, this is what happened. And he's like, no way, because a bunch of radar sites saw it. It wasn't just us. The airplane saw something. You know, how could that all be ready? He's like, well, you got to check it out and make sure. You know, you got to, like, check out all your radar sites and basically do the math to see if they could possibly have seen the same thing. He's like, well, it's going to take some time. And he's like, well, we we need the time because they're on full ready status or whatever. Um, And back to the Pentagon – um, once they get word, they've already gotten word now from all of a sudden now after not knowing anything at because of that one thing, now everything's okay. So they're going to go back to DEFCON 5. And this explains basically everything. Somehow this inversion <laughs> caused everyone to see the same things. Why this lady saw a robot there? I don't know. It was just an inversion. <laughs> Right, uh, but not everyone's an inversion. I, not everyone's was a d- due to an inversion. But again, they can happen. Right. But th- it's not that rare that an inversion happens. Inversions happen a lot, especially at night. <laughs> so okay, so not a lot, but it's a re- frequent. It's a, a reflective light caused by temperature inversion. So basically, because of the the makeup of the atmosphere, basically the radar signal would go up like it's supposed to, but it would reflect off of the inversion, go back towards the ground, see something okay. on the ground, and then reflect that image back through the inversion to the site so it looks like it's so up it in the air. So it appear like it's where it's... Okay, all right. Yeah. So that yeah, makes sense. Exactly. But that, like, in combination with the light, like, would you visually see that light? Well, that's what they're trying to say, is that it would also reflect it so it could possibly be up there, but... I don't know. I don't. I mean, you would have to have something for it to reflect off of too, like clouds or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It just doesn't reflect off of air. <laughs> There'd like have that. to be a light from. <laughs> right. There'd I mean. be, right. Exactly. So that's what's you know. Yeah. But anyway, okay. and so that, that's how they describe most of what happened. Go ahead. Right. I was going to say the guy in the truck had a different experience. Yes. He, they think, was hit by ball lightning, mm-hmm. which. I never heard of that before. <laughs> but, I actually have, but yeah. Um, it, that is very rare. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he, he they think he was hit by ball lightning. I think the guy was just smoking something in the truck. and I don't know. But yeah, what it's is one of those lightning? things like ball lightning is a thing that you'll see and stuff, but it's like, is it actually real or is it just 
you know, a half a half ass explanation for something. Because like no, right? Because no one can. I don't know if anyone's actually like actually physically captured evidence of ball lightning. They just think it's a potential thing that could happen. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, sure. But yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't it, know. And then, then the lady with the robot, you know, they're like, you know, there's no proof for that. And she like debates with them about atomic energy then because they're like, right. oh, there's like, no no radiation. And she's like, well, you know, it starts like spewing. like Right. Because facts she's about- like, well, how, why are you assuming they're going to use atomic powers? Like, well, because we have to. She's, we would have to. He's like, well, maybe they don't. How do you know? Right. I mean, you really can't so, argue with that because there's you no... don't know what technology they have. Right? <laughs> I'm just making this up, so you can't prove that I'm wrong <laughs> right. because I'm hey. literally making something. Hey, up I right said there now. was a robot there, and <laughs> you didn't. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it's a good good argument. So she, yeah, she just doesn't believe him, and then they are visiting the pilot's wife, and she's feeling better now because the. You know, the, the funeral was that day or whatever. Yeah, right. It's a weight lifted. Right? <laughs> exactly. And they're t- they took her out to dinner, and she's feeling ba- better. She's like, um, you know, but she said she wished that they had had a baby beforehand. I'm like, no, you don't really. You might think right. that, but that's actually even harder, especially for the kid. Right. So it's actually yeah. better that you didn't, in my opinion. Yeah. I didn't uh, think through that, but. I could see, I could see that. I just thought it was sad that she said that. That's depressing, right? But so anyway, then I, I wrote down here the radar scopes and pilots saw something, but not sure what. They're, they're still going with the inversion theory. Yeah, that they uh, probably would. Basic- oh yeah, my opinion was that they would have been way above the inversion. Like inversions don't go up to like thirty thousand feet usually. Like the inversion is like a surface level thing usually that happens, right? Or more surf, closer to surface. So these guys were like at 20,000 feet when they saw this spaceship or whatever. So they'd be right. well above the inversion. Um, and plus, the pilot, it was during the day. <laughs> so it's like... True, true. Um, yeah. So anyway. And they but tell they her... But they end up telling her... Yeah, yeah they end ahead. up telling her that, that it's just... They're like... They try to explain it to her like they've explained it to the rest of us. But they're also like... They're not convinced, you know. They're like, they leave it open ended with her because right. she says something like, ahead, "You know, yeah. how many investigations have you done?" And they're like, "Oh, we've done twelve thousand UFO investigations, and thirty percent are unexplained." And yeah, then, and then she's just she's like, you know, that's where she asks what they think, and you know, the one guy's just like, you know, I don't know, I I don't know what happened, and then she just kind of walks away. Yeah, that's pretty much it, and then it just ends, right? Well, and then the we one see a preview. His, oh, go takes ahead. a sip of his coffee and he says, "Cold." Yeah, <laughs> that's all that meant. <laughs> I forgot about that. But, but yeah, that's how it wraps up. Does that just but, mean that uh, they were talking too long and it's cold? Maybe, or I think it was a little them trying to slip some humor. They weren't good at slipping, you know, doing humor stuff. It wasn't no, you know. no, but. I was hoping to hear the Greg Brady whistle with the UFO sound, yeah, <laughs> at some point. But yeah, the, yeah, this wasn't this wasn't bad. This was not a bad show. No, uh, for 1978. I mean, you know, the acting was 
1978, but it was. Well, I um, think I saw that one of the guys, one of the investigators, had never acted before. Oh, really? Then not bad. The guy with uh, the heavy, not the heavy, but southern accent. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. That's why they replaced them. I thought it was good. It was interesting. Um, It's kind of like a. I don't know, like when you watch Unsolved Mysteries or something, and they like recreate the, yeah, uh, you know, the scene or whatever. It's kind of like right. that. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, there was only twenty-seven episodes of this, though. They, uh, it was a mid-season replacement, and then uh, I think they, pro- they didn't pick probably it up only, for the third. Only season. so much unclassified information you can release on television, you know. Yeah, I guess. I guess that might be it. But I'm, I wonder how many other ones I remember. Like if I watch, like I didn't remember this at all. But I will say too that the whole, um, like air traffic controller stuff wasn't. Remember, if remember closing comes of the third kind, that's how it all starts off, like in an air traffic control thing, where like the guys on the radar scope see something at first, and the planes start seeing it. So same idea. Not saying they stole it, because this was from an actual Project Blue Book file. So, right. more likely than not, Steven Spielberg kind of took it. <laughs> Borrowed the facts. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was it. Yeah, That was our UFO okay. story. And I will say, for a time, I was super into UFO stuff. Not necessarily here, because I was too scared. But when I got older, I actually remember, like, remember the Scholastic Book Club. I know we've talked about that before, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, I think it might have been fifth grade. I can't remember, but there was one book there called UFO Encounters, and I got I bought you that got, one. You got that book? I had that for the <laughs> longest time. Wow. <laughs> had some classic stories. Had like four or five, like, you know, stories in there, like supposedly real stories. True. Yeah. And then I, I – so then there was uh, back – I don't remember when it was – Late 80s, there was a book by Whitley Stryber called Communion. It's like, this really happened. Oh, yeah. This is my story. And um, this was our friend Ray, his girlfriend at the time, gave that to me. And I read it. I'm like, holy shit. And then, <laughs> then not long after that, the next book came out. I was like, I thought it was all over. And now it happened again. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is a scam to make uh... some money and sell some books. And then that That's was funny. pretty much the end of it for me. And then I realized this is stupid. Not I so. Mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm surprised. You, I mean, it's you worth investigating a... stuff, but I don't believe any of these are actually happened. Everything, everything probably can be explained by something else that people just don't know. Like a ton of these things, especially back in the day, I've told this to many people before. Like the B two stealth bomber, right? When they were testing that sucker, if you saw that oh, fucking yeah. thing fly overhead. You'd be for sure thinking we were getting invaded. <laughs> totally, you would think that's a UFO. Yeah, there was nothing that shaped like that. Yeah. You know? This big black thing flying through the sky. You'd be like, oh my God, we're all going to yeah. die. The aliens are coming. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's what a lot stuff. of it is, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. So, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, like I said, enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah, so did I. I didn't think it would hold up at all. <laughs> it was it wasn't as hokey as I thought it would be. Right. Yes. Exactly. 
All right. Anything else, Mike? Nope. Any more UFO mm-hmm. questions? All right. I got. Hope. Hopefully, you guys. By the way, this is super easy to find. Look it up on YouTube. Um, it, the wait. What was this one again? The Washington D.C. incident, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I think they call it like four thousand and one. The Washington D.C. incident, Project UFO. Super easy to find. Watch it. Enjoy it. Find the version that we did that has the old commercials in it too. Because it's more fun that way. Yeah, for sure. All right. For this episode of I Used to Watch This, I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullen. We'll talk to you later. Bye. That's it for this episode of I Used to Watch This. Visit us at IUSEDtoWatchThis.com, Facebook.com slash IUSEDtoWatchThis, Twitter at IUSEDtheNumber2WatchThis, and Instagram.com slash IUSEDtoWatchThis. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Thanks for listening.